Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. I am Cody. I'm Mel. <laughs> Finally, we did it, guys. I'm proud of us all. This week, we have a special guest, my beautiful and amazing girlfriend, Mel. Who's that? You. you she's real, I promise. Wait, I'm just talking to you, Jordan. What are you talking about? No, guys, stop. <laughs> she's real. <laughs> Please. I, I don't know. I'm not seeing anybody else. <laughs> Who is this guy over here? <laughs> okay, Jordan, let's start with the podcast. Oh, God, it's real. Is that <laughs> what Mel sounds like in your head? You're mean. <laughs> Anyways, how are you guys doing today? Well, my car's broken, so <laughs> that's what that's what I'm dealing with. Oh, no. Everything hurts. I'm doing fine, but I am sleep-deprived as heck. Um, Came up negative on the sleep apnea thing. Is that good or bad? That's good. I don't have sleep apnea, but it doesn't explain why I've been having such problems sleeping. Gotcha. So they're going to do a test to see if I have narcolepsy, which I don't think is true, but we'll find out soon. I think it might be true. So, like, yeah, so we're kind of going through the ongoing saga of my sleep issues on this podcast. Kind of like this ongoing concept of them. So, okay. So, I kind of liked last week where we did, like, a kind of review of what we've been watching. So, what have you been watching or reading or playing? Shoot, I have, like, a really important answer to that, and I forgot. Oh, Star Wars Rebels. That's what I've been watching. That's what you said last week, so it's not really that important. Yeah, but it's important, dude, because there's two things. You- Are either one of you aware of the extended universe of Star Wars at all? Yeah, I'm aware of it. Do I actually pay attention Star to Star Wars, is that the one with Spock? Yeah, yeah, Mel, you got it. You Excellent. got it. <clears throat> I know Star Wars. I live Star Wars. I breathe Star Wars. Do you know who Thrawn is? No. I, I slowly inhale Star Wars. Okay, so Thrawn is a character in the EU that's like whole character is just being better than everyone else. Like he's like, I am so much smarter because I am Thrawn. And they put him in freaking Rebels and he is the worst character and I hate him every moment he walks onto the screen because he is just like such the cool character who's like I'm awesome and wise and a warrior and I'm always a step ahead and I'm like I always want to puke when I see you but other than that I really like Star Wars Rebels so it's kind of like a love-hate thing right now okay well I mean I will add it to my giant list of things I need to get to it's it's gonna be a while what about you, Jordan? What have you been watching? I have not been watching anything because I've been so busy, sleep deprived, and working. And also, I have this weird um, right eye twitch, so if you notice it, let me know because it's weird. But um, I have actually, I started playing Nino Kuni 2, the game I keep telling you about. It's amazing. It's the one with the um, a collab with the G- Studio Ghibli, and it has the Miyazaki art and kind of the themes in it. But it's a video game, and it's perfect. It's, ah, I just, I love it. You need to check it out. The soundtrack's amazing. The art's amazing. The gameplay's amazing. And I'm only one chapter in because I've had no time to actually do anything other than this stuff. (laughs) So, that's on my thing. Mel, what have you been watching or playing? You should definitely tell them how you beat Horizon. Who cares about Horizon? It's just not Zelda. It's better than Zelda, my friend. Um, I beat Horizon. It was really exciting, and I didn't need Jordan to beat it for me, which was great. And it's probably the that's the 
third game I've beaten ever. I have that problem where I'll play a lot of video games, but I'll like just not finish half of them. Oh, I don't play a lot. It, I My very first game console was Super Nintendo, and then my sister got a PS2, and then I got a Wii, and Jordan has a PS4. So you skipped the kind of weird middle generation of PlayStation 3. And yeah. Wii U. Yeah. And Xbox, <laughs> wait. Is that 360? Yeah, 360. I mean, I've played that, but I've never had, like, constant interaction with any of them, except for PS4. <laughs> That's all my fault. <laughs> I'm happy with it. I hate Xbox. Yeah, well, everybody at work's played. trying to get me to buy an Xbox, but PlayStation's way better. Oh, my students keep arguing with me that Xbox is better. I went, um, how much do you have to pay to use it? And then they shut up. Probably which is great. The same amount that I had to pay for PlayStation. Yeah, but PlayStation <laughs> well, actually do does online. suck. Yeah. Well, what I, what I, I like think about Xbox PlayStation is, is that they made a controller once, like thirty years ago, and they're like, and "Yeah, they we're good. It. We're good. Yeah. We 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 nailed it. First shot. Okay. Why would we ever change it?" But let's just take a quick look at the size of my hands. Uh huh. I Hold can't reach all the controls in the and Xbox. I'll be able to tell how tiny they are. <laughs> <laughs> is this Bash Jordan? Oh, wait, here, now I'm next to it. <laughs> Seriously, it looks like you guys are doing force perspective because Jordan's head is so freakishly large. <laughs> this is really just Bash Jordan Day. Come on, guys. Um, Come on, guys. I also I also have been watching a bunch of like random things on Netflix. I watched Field of Dreams. I watched High School Musical for the very first time. Oh, oh no. First what? Time? Yeah, first time. No. I've seen like, High I've School seen Musical. I have reason to roll my eyes. My lovely cousins who will never listen to this forced me to watch it, and I actually kind of liked it when I saw it back in the day. I, you know, it has some good parts to it. The thing I hate about it, and I told Jordan this, is the how the teachers are. It gets, it's such a terrible portrayal of teachers because they're all horribly over the top, and they're extremes of each other, and the hallways are way too big. Like, those are, those are my biggest issues with this <laughs> entire thing, is well, the hallways are way too big. That happens, I feel like, every time they show a school... Like, a high schools in shows are just colleges across the board. There are not high schools that look like that. Maybe... Balpo did not have hallways that big. Yeah, right? Like, I actually remember going back to my elementary school and feeling like a Sasquatch. Yeah. I mean, well, you I'm are. Like, <laughs> these, these hallways are not designed for someone who's, like, normal size to walk through them. They're designed for hobbits, you know? like You have little, to turn little... your shoulders to walk through. Right? <laughs> It was it was awkward for me. This is a visual podcast part two, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like, hey, audience, just imagine us because you know what we look like doing these things. Yeah, um, imagine Jordan. I mean, He's just a walking head. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you about no, one of you my students? Heard my feelings. No, no, no. This is great. I might have actually told you. Um, one of my students, I won't say her name, uh, came in and said that. We, we made fun of how big her head was, and she's like, well, I do have a big head. Sometimes my my neck gets tired and it just falls over. <laughs> Jordan, that's yeah, why you can't I, sleep. Yeah, I've actually, and I, I've been there, I've done that. <laughs> I've woken myself up because my head, like, I'll do, like, the, like, nodding so fast that, like, I feel like I'm falling, so I'm just like... <laughs> just like You'll that. do it so hard that you knock yeah. your giant headphones off of your ears? <laughs> I mean, we, we spent the, that class drawing pictures of her. And her giant head and tiny body. Wait, you're telling me that you, the teacher of a class, spent your time drawing big-headed pictures of one of your students? 
Yes. <laughs> I actually have one hanging up on the wall. I should take a picture of it. I'll send it to you, Cody. Okay, so you guys want to get into it? Uh, yeah, I am ready. Mine's. I feel like mine's weird. It's kind of like mini episodes, mini, oh, mini things. Mine's very small, but I went for satire and humor this time. But can you do me a favor and explain what we do on this podcast to Mel? Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that's because Mel never listens to our wonderful podcast. Oh, no, she listens so she... to us, but she wants like a refresh. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it. I got you. Everything. Well, wait, Mel, are you doing a world or are you just like an audience? Oh, she's doing a world. Oh, are you? Yes. Uh, I'm so excited. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. Like when Jordan talked about it, he like didn't mention one way or the other. And I was like, oh, well, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just got the stuff the other day and we're going to see what happens. Well, hey, if it makes you feel any better, what I do is write like four sentences, then make up a lot of stuff. So, yeah, that, that's I got about that much. Yeah, I have three um, pages of notes, guys. <laughs> I'm impressed with his preparation. Yeah, Jordan. Well, you know, last time when we did Dragon World, you had dragon horses, and you actually in the middle of your thing, I was like, "Do you have dragon businessmen?" And you're like, "Shut up." And by the end of it, yes, there were dragon businessmen going to dragon work in the this dragon suburbs. This is my suburbs. shortest world with three pages. Dragon World was like ten pages. <laughs> <laughs> like I go all I go all in for my notes. I have like a Google Doc of random thoughts and narrations. Yeah, I, um, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So what 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 basically we're gonna do is we're gonna each take turns describing our world and just kind of giving like a layout of what it is. We do have a document. It's kind of like a worksheet of the topics that we're usually going to cover, but it's kind of more a suggestion than an actual thing. Um, and then while you're describing your world, more than likely, I'll try to interrupt you and say mean things about it. Perfect. And then I go and expect silence and applause at the end. <laughs> and then because... I laugh at you the whole way because Dolphin World sucked. I mean, hey, I it's been that. a long time since Dolphin World. I've gotten better at this. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you snaps. Here's, here's a couple of preemptive snaps. Are, are, are we gonna are we gonna roll initiative? Yes, sir. I got a five. Jordan, what'd you get? No, Cody, what do you get? Huh? I got a ten. I got a nineteen. Exactly what I wanted. Jordan, you're going first. Heck yeah, that is exactly what I wanted. So, like I said, I wrote this world for satire. Usually, I take a whole week to write my worlds, but um, this one. I had already written, like, just this really serious, kind of like, it's basically Princess Mononoke, but more serious, and the humans are actually bad guys. Then I'm like, eh, why do I have to go so serious on this world? So I decided to start from the beginning and write a completely new world. This is what you guys are stuck with. So I'm ready to start if you guys are good. Yeah. Oh, I am so ready and excited. So here we go. You are part of a scientific team that was in charge of creating a, the perfect virtual reality world in order to transport the human mind into a virtual space as the outside world becomes overpopulated. Your sector, Sector H, has recruited 18 members of the new class of scientists to help. These are the youngest, smartest minds, age ranging from 16 to 22. They were tasked to create the ideal reality that you will move mankind's mind into. Two 40-year-olds were also sent to supervise and develop their own areas as well. As the project edges to completion, you lose contact with the entire team of scientists. You cannot eject their minds from the virtual world without killing them because you have lost track of them deep inside. Your sector sends in another group of 50 people in order to track and bring your scientists back. Why so many, you ask? There could be potential danger within the world that was created, so this team is made up of both scientists and military personnel. These 50 disappear as well. 
Now you are preparing a team for retrieval and are going to find the missing scientists in the second 50. Once you are in this world, you see that it is split into four distinct areas marked with bright and colorful signs. These signs stand in the entrance of the world, which is set up much like a weird Disney theme park. These areas are the Candyland-like landscape of Ponyland, the dark hellscape of Edgerton, the Mecca Wasteland, the land of the gun damned, and a tropical beach-like area called Animongus. You know, Jordan. You, wait, hold you on. I'm almost no, no, with this. no. I got a, I got a thing to say. <laughs> I, right, said, I got a thing that I want to say. What? Okay, you know, if you don't like one of my prompts, you can just tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Write a sarcastic answer to my prompt. Okay, but you cut it off right before the best part. You realize your true mistake. You let a bunch of gross nerds create this virtual world. And that's my story. So, we have three sentient races all of which became self-aware, realized why they were created, and decided to subjugate humanity in response. These three factions are also in constant war with each other. So, during the day, the sky is a pale blue with the bright light of the sun. At night, there is a moon and a few stars, but the sky was never finished because the scientists were too busy with their nerd worlds. Yeah, I I went with this prompt. I love this. The inhabitants in this world do not need to eat because they are just computer-generated beings. There are palm trees and tropical and a tropical oasis on the beach island, but the fruits in these worlds do not provide sustenance. The scientists in the outside world are hooked up to feeding tubes that keep them alive. So I'm going to start with Ponyland. Can't wait. <laughs> so Ponyland was created by the two 40-year-old scientists that were in love with the popular children's show, My Little Pony. I like the emphasis. It's good. I like the emphasis a lot. Children's. Yeah, just reminder: My Little Pony was created for um, children, not for. Hey, you know what? I I don't like My Little Pony, but I like things that are right next to My Little Pony. So <laughs> pump your brakes. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna offend a lot of people. I'm Wait, so what's sorry. that game you're playing again? It's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Fine. Oh, yeah, wait, what the heck? Yeah, what's the game you're playing again, Jordan? <laughs> Me and Zachary sure are the beloved by children bunny. and adults of all ages. <laughs> I mean, no one's gonna judge if you're playing a Disney game. <laughs> little pony. Poor bronies everywhere. <laughs> so the land. Okay, so Ponyland is mostly inhabited by anthropomorphic, colorful ponies. The scientists created these ponies so that they could have a magical friendship, but the ponies didn't want to be forced into this weird, one-sided friendship with the men. The land around them is much like Candyland, where everything is candy, including trees and even the ground. The ponies are strictly atheists and believe that they have the power of magic and cannot be controlled by any man. They have imprisoned the men and wait, want to wait, turn wait, wait, anyone wait. These are like God-hating ponies? <laughs> Why did you put God-hating ponies? Jordan, you are a heathen. <laughs> so, but Jordan, so, friendship is magic. So they subjugated the... Um, no, Mel. F- magic doesn't exist. Burn the witch! <laughs> so they subjugated the humans that come into this world and made them slaves that harvest <laughs> Wait, candy for what? them. what? <laughs> yes! I have tried it. You guys need to pop your bricks and let me speak. So wait, hang on. Do these look like My Little Ponies, though? Yes, they are straight up My Little Ponies. <laughs> so these are like slave-driving atheist My Little Ponies. 
No, of course not. With tramp stamps. <laughs> they all have tramp stamps because it's my little They don't Cody. have tramp stamps. They're called friend stickers or whatever. Wait, are you a Brody Cody? No, but Patrick was and he told me about it and so we <laughs> talked Patrick, about it. Patrick, you're um teammate, right? But they're not tramp stamps. All right, Mel, that's offensive. <laughs> uh, it's neither, but it's a tramp stamp. Okay, just because someone wants to have some decorative hey, artwork on their butt area does not make them a trip. So, so it easy, it's easier to move all when it's just Cody, but you guys need to stop. I'm oh, we're going to have so much fun. I am talking. It's going to be a so long episode. The, le- <clears throat> <clears throat> the leader of the ponies, Pony Prime, created a small military in defenses against the demons from Edgerton. Pony Prime leads with an iron fist, but after all, they are they are all friends, so they work together in harmony. So next is Anamangas. Wait, is this a manga world? Hold on. This land was created by some of the youngest people sent to the reality. It is a constant beach party for they wanted to have a beach with hundreds of hot anime babes in bikinis. Most of Wait, the- wait, wait, no, stop. What? Come on, dude. Let me No, no, Let no. Me go. There's no con there's there's a clear flaw in your logic here. The youngest people Made the beach party world? Who made the pony world? <laughs> the, the oldest people, because... Stereotypes, I was, man. I was, dude, I was doing a play on Brody. When you say youngest, do you mean, like, five? Or Did you, you not listen like to 13? my top when I said there was, was like 16 eight. through 20? Oh, that was 18. Oh, 18 through 20. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Like, I didn't right. actually oh, okay. listen to you until you said something yeah, ridiculous. Eight, so it's 18 through 22. Come on, now we know that... A bunch of shortly pubescent boys. Yeah, so... I mean, look, I'm going to side right now. If I had to choose between pony slave labor and <laughs> infinite beach party with hot anime babes, I know which one I'm picking. See, you can see where we took things. He got pony slave labor and I got pony prime. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mel, that's how they get you. You're going to end up a pony slave. All right. And it's going to be really awkward. And, no, you're not going to be dancing. It's not going to be fun. That's what the beach world is for. I want to hear about beach world. Okay. I'm so into this. So most of these are just nameless. Could you read it slower? Just like a little bit sexier. <sighs> no. <laughs> most. <laughs> most of these. Is this, is this sexy for you, Cody? <laughs> so most of these are just nameless anime extras but there are some that were based on main characters from media such as hawkeye from fma these main characters oh my gosh i want to live there these main characters were the first to become self-aware and realize that they were <clears throat> more, uh, they were more than objects they taught i don't want to live there anymore <laughs> i'm done with it they taught the other characters who they really were and how to stand up for themselves and each other. They educated themselves and made plans to create their own world. They overthrew the men who deemed themselves leaders of the constant beach party and began to inhabit the land of the Gundamned in order to make a world for themselves. Any human they come across, they capture and imprison. On the beach world, there are now buildings and structures made from the mermaids of old robots. This is virtual reality, so there are... So there is an endless supply. The anime women are now armor-clad and carry various weapons, including beam swords. They have become skilled in battle and protect themselves from power-hungry ponies and the demons from Edgerton. Yes, Mel. <laughs> okay, so hey, God, they we put all of this from ponies. <laughs> when we put all of this together, we have ponies, where you know bad apple uh, anime chicks can ride with machines. So we can now change these ponies into machines and have people ride them. So now we really do have Transformers. I'm excited for Pony Transformers. 
It's what was missing from Beast Wars, the best incarnation oh, of Transformers. Not really. That was the worst incarnation, but we can get to that on a different episode. It was really bad. <laughs> right. So, they have a religion in which they believe in the sword of light that will grant them power to free themselves from this world and into our world. Okay, so I'm on to my last world, Edgerton. Edgerton is a hellscape inhabited by the coolest, raddest, biggest, baddest monsters and demons called Edgewards. <laughs> Edgerton is constantly on fire, and the sky above it is pitch black with smoke because it is just too rad. <laughs> the demons that inhabit this area are huge and will destroy anything that tries to stop them from just, you know, living life, man. The scientists that created this world tried to control their creations, but the Edgewards would not listen. They instead captured and tortured humans that dare enter Edgerton. The Edgewards constantly fight and try to conquer the other areas in the world because they believe in the god of true destruction. There is nothing in this world but chaos, so they live to continually add to the chaos. They are deeply religious, only worshipping the gods of chaos. They deny that they were created by the humans because they are simply too powerful to be controlled by such weaklings. Some of the scientists are now used as messengers to spread the words of chaos to Animungus and Ponyland. Because of the path of chaos that the Edgewards from Edgerton seek to bring, there is a constant war in this world. The women from Animongus and the ponies have made an alliance to fight against the Edgewards. The alliance, however, will completely dissolve if the Edgewards are ever defeated. Looking at the world that the initial team has created, you decided to try and save what you can of the 50 and leave the other scientists there to rot in this world in this weird nerdscape that they have created. This is what they truly deserve. And that, my friend, is my world. Truly deserve or truly want? They're getting tortured and imprisoned. I don't think they truly want that. I mean, they made the world deserve. <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay, Cody. Mine is gonna be Jordan. We did not make similar worlds in this case. Woo! Wait, can I just say how wonderful that was? Because this is the first time like I've heard it like get really into you know live and everything. But like that uh-huh. was like such like that was like an announcer thing. It's like advertising, and I loved it. Well, thank you very much. We usually save the end of the episodes to gush over each other's words. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so, I'll save the rest for it. No, you you can gush whenever you want. It's fine. It just makes us look better. So you know. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, you guys ready for this? You ready for mine? Okay. So before I'm going to interrupt you as much as you interrupted me. By the way, we're going to have gonna so much. No, that's fine. You guys like stop me from talking. I'm like, guys. I was excited about it. <laughs> guys, please. Okay. So. So I'm just going to apologize in advance. I'm kind of getting over a cold, so I'm like slurping on a cough drop. So one, sorry to people listening to this. If I cough and you can hear me slurping. Two, Jordan, sorry you have to edit me slurping on a cough drop. You know that every time like you go to talk, you smack your lips first? I edit all of that. It kills me. Oh, I don't care. Okay. Here's the thing. I edit a different podcast and have to deal with all this crap, so I, I, I feel nothing for you because I, I, I deal with okay. all of it. Anyways... Y'all, y'all ready for yeah, this? I'm ready for it. Okay, so wait, hold on. What? What are you is, talking about? What? What's your world about? Okay, so the first, the first part of my of my world is called the Last Writings from the Great Scale Warriors. Our lives are over. We learned to use fire, the fire of lava rocks, ages ago. Legends say that they woke us up from a long slumber. What, Jordan? Is this the same dragon from Dragon World? No, it's a different dragon. Shut up. But it is is—it is a fire lizard, so it's not dissimilar. I'm thinking, I'm, you ready? I'm thinking elemental is what going? you started with. Can I, yeah. can I keep yeah, going? Can I keep going? 
Okay, cool. No, it's fine because there's not a flow to it, so it's fine when I have to stop in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. About that. Like, I didn't have to do that or anything. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> the shamans say that these glowstones alerted our minds to higher callings, competition, conquest, and brutality. At first, the lava rocks were a blessing. The fuel to our industry... They acted as the conduit of knowledge, and when cracked and drunk, they amplified our abilities tenfold. The great tribes began to conquer and spread, and glory was ready at hand. These were the good years, our years of heroes and great deeds. These were the bright times. Our kind eventually spread over the entire world. We found the great... Creatures of the land, the lava, and the sky. We tamed them all. I'm going to get to you. Hang on. I'm going to finish a paragraph. Okay. The great razor hawks became our transportation. Sand shells, our war machines, and the grinder slugs mined the earth. But after the world was conquered, where else could we turn for glory? All right. What's up, Troy? Wait. You said these are bright? times so only the yeah. bright can use the power of the wand correct no no everyone can Wait. it's not a reference to bright okay so check it out let me explain some stuff to you about this okay, go ahead. so that that was kind of like part one of the narration called the last writings from the great scale warriors so this it's it's like a smaller planet but it's mostly desert um there is a little bit of water but it's mostly frozen in ice caps so there's not a lot of plant life these creature, the creature that is talking right now, found something called a lava rock, which is a um, glowing stone that, when touched by creatures, kind of grants them sapience sometimes. So, kind of think the um, rock, the obelisk in uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ugh. Except they're also. We'll talk about how much I hate that movie later. Yeah, I don't like it Ugh. either, but that's kind of where the inspiration for some of this came Wait, from. So, it's like a talking rock? Huh? I don't like, know if you're making was a that? joke. I didn't no, like, like a talking stick sort of thing, yeah. but like a rock. Yeah, I guess. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure yeah. I'm on the right page. And it also, like, so <clears throat> when they grab it, 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 like, kind of is a power source, so you can, there, there is, like, magic in the world that they are blessed with. Okay. Um, and it also can kind of be used to, like, if you concentrate on it, like, channel knowledge. Um, so when this species of, it was like a large lizard touched this rock... It enhanced what they already had, oh. <laughs> and they happened to be a very aggressive like race. So they basically instantly turned to being warriors because it kind of made sentient the personality that these things already had. If that makes sense. So in their past, um, before this was written, basically these creatures conquered the entire world. So their the world as it was was kind of inhabited by monolithic creatures like these giant. Um, birds in the sky that were massive like big enough that they could be ridden by these things um there were giant earthworms that tunneled through lava and rock that they eventually conquered and used for mining and then these things called sand shells which were basically like giant crabs um that were like heavily armored and then they started using those to like ride into battle Okay. I was thinking like uh, like silver dollars when you said sand shells. No, these like that's this not very land was all giant dangerous monsters. So the lizards that got woken up were actually fairly small. 
but they were vicious. And so when they got woken up by these rocks, they instantly started just trying to conquer everything. So the world was very challenging around them, which inspired them to just keep conquering and conquering and conquering. Which leads us to kind of the part two of this. Eventually, we learned of the Calibar. They seemed so soft, but they must communicate. They grow plants, and they seem to be elusive. Some of us have captured them on occasion, but it is rare. Their meat is delicious, but mostly they are ignored. After the world was conquered, the great tribes turned to the only thing left to conquer. Each other. The wars were glorious. The seven great tribes began to battle amongst themselves. Armies were amassed so large that dunes would shift and earthquakes would form as they passed. Fire would leap from the sands and shower us with its blessing. We broke lava rocks, we drank, and fought. Until we took it too far. We spilled too much lava rock, and the world began to consume itself. Now, there are few of us. But we are still proud. Okay, so, so really quick, what is up with your like dragons always be like their own undoing? Dragon World, they because destroyed I think the whole that's world extremely appropriate for dragons. Okay, no, I mean we talked about this on episode four, so don't have to go over it again. But yeah, I'm, I mean, have you met a dragon? So basically, what it is is like the lava rocks can be broken and drunk, so they're full of a liquid, and when you do that, it hulks you out. So um, it's like a steroid, but. Really. It's like a steroid, but it's magic, so if you spill it on the ground, the ground starts to freak out. So, not only is this world fairly new, which means it's still kind of forming underneath, so when they were marching just in massive formations, it would actually shake the ground enough to create earthquakes. It would, like, split the earth open. Imagine if there's, like, an army of Beyonce's doing this, getting in formation. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just compare my lizard monsters to yes, Beyonce? Yes, in the most fabulous way possible. I'm, Which I'm like doing monsters? a fabulous. voice for them. Um, all the single lizards. And then, all the single lizards. Put your hands up. Put your claws up. <laughs> I said that they are still proud. <laughs> Beyonce, they you are not Beyonce's Beyonce proud? lizards. You don't think Beyonce's proud? How dare you? How can it she's a proud black woman. Beyonce. Mm. Jordan, do you actually like Beyonce? Do you like listen no, to Beyonce or cool. are you just... Talking about Beyonce. She's fine. We, 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 we. She listens to this podcast, you know? Jordan, I'm going to level with you. I know like one Beyonce song, and I think it's all the single I know ladies. like five Beyonce songs, and one of them is the single ladies. Does Destiny's Child count? Eh, I guess. Is Destiny's Child Beyonce? Yeah. yeah. How do you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Beyonce and Brandy and... The other girl. I don't yeah. remember her name. I used to know all of them. Zoe oh, that's Zoe really sad, though. Wait, how many people were in Destiny's Child that are now not with Beyonce? Three people in Destiny's Child. Oh, oh that I sucks. I a member out. That's but really bad. A different group. I don't remember, dude. Was that TLC that did that? I, I don't know. I but, mean, one yeah. of them in TLC died, didn't she? Um, anyway, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into pop music. Sorry. You're probably thinking of Left Eye. I don't think she was part oh. of TLC. Oh, I thought she was okay. Let's, I could be wrong. Let's do know. this another don't quote time. Me on it. <laughs> Anyways, so when they broke the rocks, um, when the ground was split open and there was lava everywhere, that's what eventually basically triggered an earthquake massive enough because they spilled like pure energy into the lava of the earth. I say Earth, the planet, and it just started to tear the land apart, and there was kind of an apocalypse that killed most of them. Jeez. Um. All right. So here comes part two. 
thoughts from the Calabar. We saw our brothers die, and we did not know how to stop them. We are a small people. We are small and soft. Cute, really, you might say. We do. They sound adorable. We discovered lava rocks at the same time as our brothers, but the effects on us were different. We both seemed to suddenly be awake and aware, but our personalities were different. We live underground for the most part. It's cool. And when it gets cold, we just come up and we get warm. And when it gets too warm, we just scamper back down. (laughs) Mel loves this. So cute. (laughs) Our best blessing from the lava rocks was communication without speech. This way, we're never alone. No matter how far away we are from our friends, we can always hear them. This became very helpful when for some reason the scale warriors decided we needed to become their favorite hunting trophies. We could always hide from them because we could always hear them coming because they were loud. Whoa, oh, oh. Whoa, Anyways, oh, 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 oh. long. It's been a long time since the the scale warriors died out and destroyed our planet, but really, it kind of worked out for the best of us. After they melted all the ice caps with all the earthquakes, suddenly there was water huh. everywhere, and this worked to our benefit. What do you think about that? Huh? <laughs> this has been the time of long peace. We began to grow as a people. With the new landscape, we've... Mm, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I write things, and then I read them and realize I have bad <laughs> I do that too, but I just Anyways. skip over them. Like, ah, screw it. <laughs> More water meant planting and growing was even easier. We began to learn a great deal about channeling our lava rocks. We found out how to shape water and earth. Such beautiful fields we could grow. I could hardly describe them to you. So this is this is thoughts from the Calibar. Calibar are like, um, and uh, the name's really similar. But do you know that like I think it's Capybara yeah, yes. are like the giant the, uh, rats, the giant Australian groundhogs. Yeah. Capybara. That's what these things yeah. look like. They're giant. They're big rats. They're like right, three South rats. Africa. Are they? I thought they were Australian. I Am I wrong? No, there's uh, no South yeah. American. Totally wrong. South Africa, dude. Oh, did I say? South- <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're choosing. You said South Africa. I thought he said South America. And right here, this was the most American <laughs> thing any of us have ever Ooh, done. I'm well, sorry, guys. Do you know this animal? I think it's from Australia. I think it's I from Africa. It. It's from South I, America. We're idiots. I pictured, <laughs> all stupid. I pictured the right continent. I just said the wrong country. No, no just get it with us. We're all stupid. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so these are like 40-pound giant fur groundhogs um, that gain sentience. They were a herd animal that was desert-dwelling at the same time as these lizards gained sentience. They realized they were being hunted, so part of what they developed was the ability to communicate telepathically. So most of the time that the lizards were around warring, they were underground hiding. After the lizards destroyed themselves... They were able to surface, and the like ice caps on the planet melted, and suddenly there was water everywhere, and arable land, and they were herbivores. Herbivores? Herbivore or herbivore? Depends on where you're from. Is there, there is an, an H? age, but uh, depending where you're from, it's, it's dialect. It's just dialect. Anyways, they were herbivores, so being able to plant and being able to use the magic of these lava rocks to influence the land around them basically allowed them to never need to really develop technology because they could just grow structures and food and medication because they became very in tune with these lava rocks. And they're also super cuddly. They're giant, like, cuddly fur babies. Um, Okay, now the last of my notes. That was two races, right? Yeah, that was two. There's a third. Do you you break the clock? This is part three. 
There's there's a part three. We don't have to want to knife you or anything like that. Continue. This is called, uh, this section is called Communication from the Others. When we arrived, we were shocked to see the world they had created. We knew what must have happened. The source was abused. This happens from time to time when we drop our abilities on a planet, but never so drastic. However, when we, when we approached the planet, we were presently surprised to hear thoughts. They were thoughts that were simple and peaceful, but friendly. We began to speak with the creatures of this world and were impressed. Their technology was far from advanced, but their ability to use magic has led to a very advanced natural world. We have landed and made contact with the Calibar. They are very friendly and very peaceful. We have enjoyed speaking with them. The only issue so far is that we have heard reports of a communication terminated. Whoa, what? This part is short because basically those rocks that were left on the planet to be used to wake up certain yeah. creatures um, were left by a very advanced space-faring alien okay. race that dropped these rocks on yeah. the planet, right? So the first thing that happened was the lizards and the Calibar woke up. The lizards instantly went to war with each other and basically destroyed the planet, which is why they were shocked when the aliens first got there. Because the planet looks completely different now because the polar ice caps have melted and flooded the world, which has made it into a more habitable place, actually. You know, they just assumed everything had died out. So when they got there and heard the Calibar, they were happy. But when they landed, they found out that there had been like reports of something hostile coming after the Calibar. And right when they were sending that report back, the communication cut off. And my idea with this is basically right when these aliens land are where the few remaining, what did I call them? The great scale, the great, yeah, the great scale warriors are, have kind of turned into like aliens from like alien, oh, you know? Xenomorphs. Right, of course. Yeah, so they've been isolated and basically just living on the power of these rocks that they've just been like drinking continuously and have turned into these nightmare creatures that are just like bent on destruction and murder and are now like sweeping across the land to attack things. So right as these like very advanced aliens were sending their communication about how like, oh, hey, we were successful and made a new alien race that we can be friends with. They got xenomorphed by the other alien race that yeah. they created that just like are now on a murderous rampage across the world. Um, so yeah, that's my world. It has a little I, bit of a yeah, bleak I actually ending. like that ending. I was not expecting it at all. You just go, Kimmy, she got off. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> is, that, is that the what? <laughs> that I really like that. I had a great twist. It kind of, kind of reminded me of my water world, how that all ended really terribly oh yeah, yeah it did didn't it it was not that because yours kind of had the com the communication thing i just always love that yeah, and right? like they, they joke about it in monty python where it's like a trope to have someone get cut off mid-sentence while they're yes. writing and it's like how does that happen how are you writing and then get stabbed you know because <laughs> yeah. that was like in monty python on the yeah, holy grail and the secret thing is ah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like I really like that though, where it's like you have the story, it's going, and then all of a sudden, it's like, where does it just ends? And that like the Pranos, right? But it, it like happened in Firefly when the woman's yes. recording her thing about yes. the Reavers, just and then she gets killed out by, by Reavers. Oh man! The most important thing you need to know is it's that when you yep. <laughs> gone every time every time when they're reading the journal written by a dwarf who's like there's drums coming and they're knocking the door down and i'm just thinking man someone really must have but been it's always at the most important part you you need to know this one thing that gone <laughs> right communication terminated <laughs>
Yeah, good will, good ending. Wait, so did did all the 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 guinea pig dudes die, or did they just lose their? So what I would say is that I always think about this in terms of if I was gonna run like a D and D campaign or something in this world, it would start with okay. right now. So. The future of the world is unknown, but there is this very active threat of a xenomorphic type of thing that is threatening a small group of advanced aliens and these very friendly, big, like, guinea pig I've got a paladin ready to go. Let's do this. (laughs) Right? Don't you just want to save those poor little guinea pigs who are going to be completely useless (laughs) at defending themselves? I was wondering where you were going to go with with, uh, how they were affected differently, and then... I was hoping it was just like it just made him look even cuter with bigger eyes and cuddlier fur. Like pet me? that's what I was expecting. Please pet me. Just pet me. No, they just get telepathic and stay just Excellent. as lazy. They're like the equivalent of a sea. Um, what's uh, our land-based manatee? Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> just like hey, how's uh, it going? Is that a motorboat? Better dodge it. Oh, it hit me. I'm dying. Was bleak. <laughs> So this is indeed. I had to match it. All right, Mel, I think you're up. You ready? Let me remember where I'm starting from. Okay. I'm going to count them off so I remember. All right, so we're going to start... Isn't Count Off also Beyonce song? Is it? I think it's Countdown. Never mind. I'm sorry. All I know is Surfboard. Not everything is a Beyonce song, Jordan. All right. Okay. So our story is going to start off with a little boy named Greg. Greg is the son of an entomologist, and he loves going out and collecting everything he possibly can. And on this wonderful, fantastic other version of Earth, on a parallel universe, Greg is obsessed, super obsessed, with moths and butterflies and everything else there is. So he really likes raising them. He he finds caterpillars out in the wilderness, under logs, in his backyard, crawling across the porch, and he collects them in a giant tank, like a giant fish tank, but for caterpillars and not for, you know, fish, because that'd be weird. <laughs> Would it be, though? Anyways. <laughs> I enjoyed that little transaction you had there. <laughs> Just wait for it. Um, so, Greg is taking care of them. He loves them so much, and he's taking care of them. He feeds them. He makes their their structures look as amazing as possible. Well, the thing Greg doesn't know is that his little tiny adorable caterpillars have formed a government. <laughs> and they know who's in charge. The government has recently uh, transformed from a monarchy because they are monarch butterflies. Oh my god, you did that. You just oh, did I was gonna that ask to if us. they were monarch oh, butterflies. I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. I also want to I want to take a Puns. second and say that was completely unplanned. I just came up with it. All right. <laughs> um I oh, everything here is genuinely coming off the top of my head. All right. So, we have our government that is now forming is becoming a diplomacy, although they all have this very, very strict religion. Everyone is a Gregarian. <laughs> I love it. They worship Greg because he is their god. Hang on. I have a quick question. So Greg, right, he can see into this environment that the butterflies are living in. Can he tell what they're doing or do they just look they like just, they're butterflying around? They're butterflying around like, you know, like the little <laughs> caterpillar rave, that one vine where it's like, which, 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 which. Like, it's Caterpillar Rave. 
he just thinks they're raving, but really they were rioting, yeah. trying to end the monarchy and then that's become awesome, a diplomacy. Actually. I think that's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so he like witnessed like a violent rebellion and he just went, oh, that's adorable. Yeah, look he, at these he, cute he little butterflies. Oh, it's uploaded to YouTube. It's Greg241. You know, he's he's super excited about everything. So he has this giant tank filled with all of them. And whenever the, the caterpillars form the cocoons, he sets them free. And they believe that it is this ascension where their god, Greg, has finally accepted them as to be part of them. And so they fly off into the world under the belief that Greg has been their caretaker and the heart and soul of their entire life. Does Greg eat them? Greg does not eat them. He lets them go. Greg enjoys their presence. He studies them because normal sin or the normal sentient race is humans why did i think that greg ate them because he's a child because cloud atlas no one eats butterflies that was weird to s- i'm sorry i didn't but you, the whole ascension <laughs> thing yeah. is very reminiscent of cloud atlas so i see where your brain went with oh does he eat them are they getting eating themselves are they getting turned into no but one time he did try to lick a toad and that was a weird show and tell for everyone <laughs> <laughs> is this based on a student do you like know this kid <laughs> No. Are you sure that you've never had a student come in and lick a toad? No. Just wait for it. I need to send some emails. I got some suggestions <laughs> oh, well, to make. I mean, I'm sure there's one who did. I just haven't heard about it yet. <laughs> They'll tell me. They'll tell me when we come back from break. But, okay. So then, Gray takes care of everything. He is their god. They all worship him. They come together and and they they have full actualization and then when they become butterflies they believe that they've ascended to heaven and their goal is to mate and reproduce and pray that greg accepts them into his life so this is just like a big greg orgy yeah a little bit awesome almost almost cultish but like in a in a peaceful way It's, it's more religious than cultish gotcha but the butterflies are a little culty they don't kill anyone they just well okay mel who would they kill Come on. The moths. <laughs> the mo- Wait, are there moths now? Yeah, yeah. Because then you have Harry over on the other side, who's the Mothman. Wait, what? I don't get that reference. The Mothman. It's the whole big thing in, was it like Massachusetts or something? Sure. Oh, is this set in Massachusetts? Oh, that Mothman. That the, Mothman. The, the cryptid, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the big scary thing that comes and kills you or, or attacks you or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what? then you... It's it's a uh, urban legend. Yeah. Urban oh legend. oh oh like okay okay sorry it's like Batman but a moth yeah. like Bigfoot yeah. man bat yeah, I like guess Bigfoot, but a, but a, a moth. moth man yep man bat yeah you know man bat you know, the Batman you know villain that's Batman, Batman but a man bat wait are you serious yeah man bat is a character in the Batman comics and is also a uh, cryptid yeah he's a see he's this a is the point where this is the point where I really wish that this wasn't just audio so everyone can see the look of disappointment I have what did you not know about man bat. Nope. Oh, yeah, no, Man Bat's a thing. I got an educator. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to look up pictures of Man Bat. Nope. <laughs> okay. So Harry is essentially runs the same thing with moths. Oh, you were serious about that. I thought you were joking. I never joke. Oh, okay. I'm oh, always she serious. Okay. <laughs> she, she really does it, dude. She never jokes. The moth man cometh. <laughs> so he basically runs the same exact operation, but with moths. And he's just a little weirder. And so the moths are a little weirder, and the butterflies aren't exactly keen to that, but they're just like, whatever, you have your god, ours is better. Are they like hillbillies? Did the moths invent NASCAR? No, the moths did not invent NASCAR. I feel like the moths would have invented NASCAR. 
No, they're essentially, but they are like the planes of cars. Like the movie, like the Pixar movie, Cars. <laughs> no one watched They're that. like planes. That's awful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the ones no one actually cares about except for oh, Harry. That's terrible. The knockoff Get nobody it. wanted. So, I mean, Harry was just like, oh, look, a hairy caterpillar. They're mine now. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> like Harry. Harry. I don't Harry like Harry. Me out, man. Yeah, Harry's, Harry's a weird kid. You know, his parents really love him. They try. And Greg tried to be his friend once, and they've talked a few times. So, you know, they've kind of crossed paths in each other's habitats. I mean, it sounds like it, they're but... soulmates because I don't know that many people that are obsessed with moths or butterflies. And that's about as close as you can hope to find in another person. You can't be like, yeah, oh, no, you like moths? Screw you. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> there's not a lot of you. So, t- you know, you can't be picky. Yeah. Well, see, it comes down to the point where at one point, Harry beat up Greg once for his lunch money. Oh, screw Harry. So Greg, to get back at him, hung a, one of those little electric lights. No, I don't like Greg anymore. Greg's dead. And then he realized what he was doing because his butterflies, for some reason, knew too. I think he, no, he found one of his butterflies on the ground under the light and he immediately took it down and apologized and helped Harry find a couple more hairy caterpillars. (laughs) The hairy caterpillars believe they were named after Harry. Oh. And they finally understood who they really are. What kind of government do the ca- do the hairy caterpillars have? The moths. What do the moths have? The hair. The moths have. It is most definitely a dictatorship. So it's like led by um, Donald Moth. I couldn't get a good pun. <laughs> Donald Moth. I'm sorry. I couldn't get a good pun. I. I, I Donald Moth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jordan, that I, was weak, and you know it. I'm just gonna it. eat my hat on this one. I'm sorry. I will take Donald Moth. Uh. I was hoping I can find like a good Stalin pun. Adolf Moffler. No, it's just getting worse. A moth Hitler. A moth Hitler. A moth Hitler. I was hoping I could get a good. I could. I was hoping I could do a good Stalin reference, but I got nothing. Okay, so then that takes care of our butterflies versus moths. Wait, is there God Mothra? Sorry, you could go. I'm sorry. No, that's what the actual reference was. I was going for. Mothra. Mothra. I was going to go for Mothra, but I found Mothman. (laughs) We all find Mothman along the way somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That scary figure in the middle of the night. Just staring at me. You walk out, you take your trash out, something's watching me. It's Mothman. Um, Anyways, maybe he watched a lot of Mothra growing up. Maybe that's what really got him. Okay, so we've, we've taken into our tanks. We've taken into the sky. Our butterflies have once been part of a tank system where fish once roamed. So let's take it to the sea. Oh, oh, got it. Under the sea. Yeah, we're going to take it to the sea. Because the fish have learned everything they can about humans to avoid. They don't want to be captured. They don't want to be eaten. They've seen what happens to their brethren, so they've learned to escape. At some point... A copy of Finding Nemo has made its way to the bottom of the floor. How did they watch it? That would it be very valuable new... for them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they figured it out and realized that, oh, humans can kill us. There is also a copy of The Little Mermaid, just that one scene where Sebastian's being attacked that made it down. And suddenly the fish all gathered around and started realizing what was going on. And they had to get away and they had to get away now. 
So anytime, and this one's a real short one, this is anytime a fisherman tricks one of their brethren and hooks a salmon, that's why the salmon swim upstream is because they're looking for you. They are hunting you down. <laughs> that's the saddest thing ever because those salmon will never find anybody. <laughs> they're, they're just wasting so, revenge on nothing. The few times yeah, they get eaten by a bear. But then the few times that they are able to do it, you see those videos online of fish who come up and like attack the person. It's because they're trying to protect the ones they care about. Because fish are really the world's biggest slimy jerks. Oh, I just thought they it was really because they, they were like jumping carp that are an invasive species. No, no, they, they will come after you. They, they'll come they, after they me? Will, <laughs> they, they will fin a man. Because oh, they're going to finish him. <laughs> and they jump out and they go, wait, 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 as they go by. Finish him. Oh, there's too many puns. There's too many puns. <laughs> this, is, this is what you get when you have her on. <laughs> we have, we've reached critical welcome to pun the world mass. Of Mel. Uh, All right, that's, that's what I got. Wow, that's perfect. I really like that. Yeah, I came. Up, I so when Jordan and I were initially talking about the three sentient things, I'm just like, I'm gonna do like, I don't know. There's like caterpillar in a jar, and I kept it. I like I like the idea of a little caterpillar religion forming around their owner. That's fun. Yes. I also like uh, the notion I, of not being able to see it from like the human's perspective. Like he doesn't realize. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Like this whole it's this government thing going on. They're having riots and stuff, but to you, it's just a bunch of caterpillars congregating in an area. <laughs> They're just like flopping on each other, and you're just like, yeah, caterpillars are gross. <laughs> well, yeah, that's weird. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> and they're like, hold the line, brothers. We will overthrow them. <laughs> Yeah! Cut the bridges and burn the church! And you just see, like, moths just, like, flopping. And then you've got the hippie caterpillars who are just trying to make their cocoons as fast as possible. (laughs) We must all ascend up to the great beyond. Yes. To be with Greg, our god. I liked it. I I think we have, like, three solid bangers right there. They're all good. That was exciting. So, what do you think of your first world-building experience, Mel? I mean, I'm excited. I guess see Cody throw his head back at least two times. That was great. <laughs> the, puns, the puns are very strong. Yeah, those, those, that was that was a lot of puns puns per minute, you know. Excellent. PPM. That's what I live minute. for. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what I have to live with. <laughs> so, so if we made my caterpillars into, you know, like a and d campaign, then that makes me the pungent master. Uh, I, knew, I knew you were going for another pun but as soon as you started up so she has an idea she's going down that idea master. and I don't like it <laughs> uh, okay so yeah three great worlds and we're going to have to roll for our world next time so either Mel can roll a really good world or she can punish us and roll a really bad world hopefully do you really she want rolls to... magic and science do you really want me to punish you again oh wait i want to look at the roll oh, chart. Punish. Ha, ha, ha. Hilarious. okay i have three died roll should i roll the green the purple or the red which the one's purple. gonna get roll me number purple. seven roll the purple. purple okay good that's what i want to do number seven this gives me a nine nine is oh wait no you need to roll again oh yeah we've already done that one we, we were yeah, supposed we to fill something one. in jordan didn't fill in the list right it's a nine again. Hang on. Okay, seriously? <laughs> How's that happening? Because it's a terrible dice. It's a six. A six. Fifty years after a natural disaster. Well, that's interesting. 
So it's not quite post-apocalyptic, but you can still draw from that same type of thing. Yeah, it just means so, that something happened that wasn't necessarily humanity's fault, or like the sentient species' fault. It was another great episode. I enjoyed having you on, Mel. Thank Thanks. you. You had a really good work. Thank y'all. I like butterflies. Okay. I mean, I want to get pet butterflies now, I think. So, who do we think had the best world? Whoa, I mean, Oh, wait, should look, we not I, vote for ourselves? I don't want to point fingers ourselves. at myself, but I had giant... Not voting for ourselves. <laughs> not voting for ourselves. Oh, I can't vote which for myself? You, of the two of us, which one did you like the most, Cody? Jordan, can I level with you really fast? Okay, no, I remember yeah, sure. yours now. I'm sorry. I, I remember yours. <laughs> um, Ouch. Oh, man. Ouch. I don't know. I think Mel's was more in spirit of the prompt, but yours made me <laughs> laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, my first world, I'll have to, like, bring my first world back some other time, but my first world, like, it was more of an environmental message, and it got really serious as I was writing it, so I'm like, I just want to have fun with this idea. Like, it was like Princess Mononoke, but with, like, the humans actually being bad guys, rather than it be, like, everyone has their own um, card in the game or whatever. That's why I went to this more just fun thing, because I thought, it's like, I don't want to have another day where I'm speaking for almost an hour long about, oh, the humans are destroying the world. We need to save the world of the plants. I didn't want to do that again. I mean, sometimes our worlds do get a little doom and gloom, unless you do Dolphin World, and then everything's happy. You know what? No, yeah, you Mel's, did Dolphin Mel's World, world and I did the world, world where the scientists all got eaten by otters. No, shut up. Mel's World is my favorite because it reminded me of Dolphin World. Oh. Did it really? Yeah, okay. a little bit. So, Mel, between mine and Cody, what do you like? I mean, he had adorable creatures. And I enjoy animals. And it's basically animals getting a powerful, like, magic talking stick. So I have, I think I have to go with Cody's. Although the beginning of it really, I thought it was going to be almost the same idea as what you initially had yeah. with elemental sort of things. And it became like this fiery thing. So I thought that was really cool. And I really enjoyed yours because it is like the epitome of all nerddom everywhere see because i thought of it as the idea it's like you can create whatever you want but what if what you create and what you've been in love with just doesn't like you i think the only thing i would want is like more examples of of anime babes because i only got hawkeye yeah i see but i didn't want to like, i didn't want to point myself favorite. out as a really weird but he guy. also picks like one of the most amazing powerful women to become sentient and I loved it. Because Hawkeye was amazing. Right. I mean, obviously. When the moment you said it, I'm just like, oh, this is this is anime crush. <laughs> no. Yes. Anyway. Space, we're cutting that out. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. No, I'm actually curious about this now. I, I was I was about to like bring up a like less empowered female figure from anime, and then I couldn't think of one. You know what I mean? I like keep trying to think of like female anime characters and I'm like they're all pretty cool usually, aren't they? Like, are there any sucky female anime characters aside from the fact that it depends what stage you see her in? But Usagi from Sailor Moon, from the original anime, uh, is I have not just, seen Sailor Moon. Is literally a crybaby. She cannot handle her stuff for anything. Well, and then she transforms into Sailor Moon, and then she's like. Okay, I can do it because I need to do it for my friends. But the is moment she the turns around, she's girl? crying over about her homework. Yep. Okay. Well, this, she's Serena in the American version. This isn't a, an example, but it's kind of a qualm. Is what they did to Balma from Dragon Ball Z is they just turned her into a wife. This smart, oh. like, intelligent scientist. They just made her Vegeta's wife. Speaking and of that am- sucked. <laughs> speaking of amazing wives. 
the teacher from Full Metal Alchemist. Yes, their oh, sensei yeah. is the best. Oh, I'm a yeah. housewife. <laughs> She's I'm a housewife bus in the room. Who I just like you? how I'm her character is terrifying, and then she vomits blood and has to like run away. She's like, oh, and out. When I find them, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I, like one of the best characters. Oh, and then and then the brigadier general. Oh yeah, um, Armstrong. yeah, the other Armstrong. Olivia Armstrong. Yeah. Olivia, yes, she's amazing. But also, like all of these are FMA ones. Yeah, it's really because FMA had like really good, strong female characters. But we were getting way off topic. Oh, I yeah. had to pick whose world was better. No, hang on, hang on. I need to tell you my favorite part about the Brigadier General Armstrong. Yes. I love the first time you see her meet her brother. She's just crushing his foot for no reason. Yes, <laughs> just <laughs> for no reason. Just she's so mean to him for no reason. I love it. I, I love uh, it. Um, I had to pick whose world I liked, and um, sorry, Cody, but I'm gonna go with Mel. Whatever. I had cut. Can Mel's you cuddle a caterpillar? Didn't think so. No, but the monarchs. But do I love thought, you. like for a first world, I thought it was extremely creative, and I just like the idea of this whole society. Like I love those things, like Toy Story. This whole society happening, and you don't even realize it's happening. I like that idea. <laughs> that is cool. That is definitely so, cool. I'm just excited. But that I came up with it on the spot. See, but the one thing I truly loved about your world was the ending of how it just cuts off. Yes. Like you had like. So honestly, I like them both equally. I'm just gonna be straight up honest with you guys. I like them both. They both had super strong points. Cody, your world makes me want more. That's what happens when you deal with Cody. You just want I mean, more. Ill, no, ill, ill, ill. My Ill. see with my world, like it's just oh, here's here's a life cycle of a butterfly. Enjoy third grade class, and then a whole fish who are just coming up and like smacking me in the face and then leaving. See, but I also do really love you. Did Xenomorphs, and I freaking love the Alien franchise. Yeah, right. I do. Still too. say Sigourney I, I, Weaver I like was hot in the first movie, but we can talk about that later. You both made references. I don't know. <laughs> have you not, have you not seen Alien, the movie Alien? No, like I know about, it, and I think I've I've seen one of the films in the we franchise. We can watch the first one. I love. That nah, movie. I'm cool. But like, I Jordan. just just like general references you guys made to things oh, yeah. was not completely there. But that's also just. That's just my. I mean, when I was growing up, I lived in gymnastics. I lived and breathed gymnastics. I had, I had time for like three shows. One of them was oh. Sailor Moon. The other one was Jackie Chan Adventures, and the other one was Animaniacs. Oh, most of my showage was high school and college. Yeah, no, yeah. I just because we didn't I just, have cable uh, TV when I was a kid. Oh, I rewatched Sailor Moon during uh, during high school. We used to watch cable at Grandma's house, and we were. I just watched Toonami. Constantly, yeah. like I watched Dragon Ball Z live. I, ha- I I like had to make time for that. And also, here's the thing: Did you ever watch? I think Sailor Moon was on Toonami, which was yes, like a Cartoon was. Network thing. It was, I think, either before or after Dragon Ball Z. It was right um, after because I would wait until Dragon Ball Z was over, and then Yu Gi Oh came after it. No, Yu Gi Oh came after Pokemon. I watched like a lot of embarrassing shows on Toonami when I was growing up that Tenshi I Muyo. loved. We've talked about it. Ooh. Oh my gosh, did I watch Wait, sorry, so much Tenchi Muyo? Tenchi Muyo. Oh, it's it's just a show about a dorky teenager that just has hot aliens live with him. That's just the whole show. Okay, so then it's really accurate when what I heard you say was touchy. What was it? say say the original? Tenshi, I said Tenchi Muyo. Touchy Muyo? Yeah, that's what I said. I heard Touchy Mio. Oof. Yikes. And I was really confused. Because well, it doesn't sound that? like a I kid's I think it's movie. time to end this podcast. <laughs> 
till um next week was um 50 years after a natural disaster yes so that's gonna be a good one pick your disaster buddy and yeah I think that's it. You can find me on Twitch at something I guess zero zero. I will be starting my um, Nino Cooney run after I get back from vacation. Cody is on Wandering Gamer Network. You can check yeah. out his podcast. They just started a new campaign with Crystal Heart. And I Mel, did. Do you, have, do you have anything you would like to plug? Mel plugs Critical Role because she's in love, and they it's already have a ton watch- of fans. They don't need our help. And it's time to start watching my stream because it just started about 14 minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> Crap. Okay, well, with that, we gotta go. We'll see y'all next week. One, two, three. Bye. No? No one's gonna do Bye. 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 Jordan, my goal is to ruin every outro. Arrivederci. <laughs>